What's poppin' is Way Montego. This is my deep cut, and I hope you guys got to know me more. This is my catharsis. Off the Porsche Young, I ain't been the same wave since it started. This is my catharsis. Shit real is deeper than music. I'm just trying to be an artist. This is my catharsis. Can I vent to you? Cause I ain't having the one to really talk to. This is my catharsis. Basque a Picasso been making masterpieces out the darkness. This is my catharsis. Off the Porsche Young, but ain't been the same since it started. This is my catharsis. Shit real is deeper than music. I'm just trying to be an artist. Right. Thank you guys for tuning in. This is Deep Cut with Sunshine. And today I have Wave Montague in the Cut. Uh-huh. Wave in the Cut. Um this man has been around doing a lot of great music work. And we're here to get a deep dive into his life and how he thinks and all the philosophies in which you who you are. Um, off the dome, very serious question. When was the last time you felt less than? Last time I felt less than. Yeah, where it's like you maybe feel like you should not be doing this. Hmm. Last time I felt less than. In what sense? In any sense. Literally, let's break it down like this. When was the last time you felt like you're not worthy enough? of whatever it is you have going on. So let's say in context of music and context of love. All right. So pretty recently, actually, I guess I haven't really been outside much in the past like year or so. And I've just been grinding, doing my thing, working and stuff. And sometimes as an artist, you lose sight of like how well you're doing in the sense of, are you, are you, are you, are you growing? Mm-hmm. Is your, is your, is your art spreading? So, I kind of lost sight of that and I was kind of feeling like, yo, like I'm not doing enough. I'm not working hard enough. Mm -hmm. I'm not getting to where I want to get to. And then I started going outside more and people will come up to me and be like, yo, I fuck with that song you did. Or like, yo, I seen when you did that. And I'm sitting like, you guys seen that shit? Like, (laughs) I don't even know. And I'm hearing this everywhere I'm going. Like Uh multiple people are stopping me, recognizing me, like hailing me for what what I've done. And then things like that kind of like, gave me that validation like okay cool like so just because i'm not seeing it hearing it it doesn't mean i'm not the work's not being done because the work's being done it's just a matter of do i am i am i seeing it am i am i getting the um am i getting the validation from the from from people when it happens and i mean so Mm -hmm. it kind of had me feeling i would i would kind of say less than because when i'm in that zone and i'm just locked in i'm not really like mixing with the outside too much you know what I mean oh, so yeah yeah I would say that that was the last time so um have you ever had those moments where you think just because you did not see that what you're like the tangibility of what you're doing have you ever got to the point where you kind of overwork yourself 100% I even feel like, like that right now since I made my album mm-hmm. uh Catharsis it dropped in October 21st of October but um I finalized and made the last song in August of last year. So mm-hmm. at that time, I'd already been maxed out. Like probably from, I would say from 2020 to 2022, I was just like going into burnout and and, and some type shit. Oh, you know what I mean, and then it got to the point where when I had the album release, 
I let go. I was I was I was happy. I was done. Felt fulfilled and shit like that. Obviously, not all the, the work I did went towards the album, but like mm-hmm. just in general, I have a large like catalog and in the vault, it's it, I have a big vault, so I don't have to be like as on it with mm-hmm. creating, but. I am experiencing a burnout right now that I've never experienced because I haven't been able to really create from my full capacity or like close to my full capacity since last year before summertime. Oh, wow. To be honest. So right now, I'm kind of... So literally you've been burnt out for like a year straight. A year. Even before that, I was still operating in burnout and still doing mm-hmm. work. Not my Probably not, not, not the best, but like, you know what I mean? So... I feel like right now I'm still trying to get over that burnout, but I'm learning how to quit at my peak because like I'm a person who I'm a hard worker. I'm a, I'm a person who I don't take no for answers. I don't stop at what seems like failure to some people, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm going to just keep going, 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 going until I get where I need to go or what I want. Like oh, yeah. I don't stop at it. So sometimes I got to learn how to like, stop at the peak when I when I'm happy with some shit or like I'm in I'm in my flow and shit's going how I want it to go or I'm creating at a high level mm-hmm. to stop and just like bask let in it, it let it breathe let and it then breathe. come back to it at that same level instead of just going until I'm done. True. And Everybody then I'm like fuck you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And you talked about being a hard worker. What part of your where where did that actually start for you? At what point in your life can you recall you you had this cognitive thinking that I actually have to work hard for this. Honestly, growing up and the way that I grew up in, not entirely, but in certain parts of my life, um, gave me a lot of anger or made mm. me feel, or that's the emotion I turned to was anger. Okay. Based off of what was happening in my life at, at, at a younger age, I would say like middle school or like, yeah, going in from middle school. Yeah. I was in like grade five to grade eight period of time. Like anger was the emotion that was really strong for me in that time based on what was happening in my life. So I started to, instead of acting on my anger, which I, which I would do my, my whole childhood until that point, I started channeling it, using it and to my advantage. And, um, what did you ask me again? I forgot. What part did you realize to yourself or what part did you tell yourself? I need to start working hard. Start working hard. Okay, cool. So, boom. With that now, mm-hmm. um, I felt like because I channeled my anger into the things that I would want to do, like if, if I was, I've always been a poet. So, boom. I'd, if I was feeling that anger, I would lock myself in the room and just stay up on that writing stories or poetry type shit. Mm-hmm. So, I kind of conditioned myself to operate out of that emotion. It's a very fiery emotion. So very, very fiery. the things I'll create were fiery or were deep or were like cathartic or were like sometimes dark. You know what I mean? So that's the emotion I, I channel when I want to get things done. It's a very productive emotion. So mm-hmm. sometimes it might look like even when I'm in the studio, like I'm pissed, not pissed or I'm just passionate and I'm in my zone. I think uh, a lot of the time people misconstrue anger as a negative emotion, Mm -hmm. but usually it's an emotion of passion. 100%. Emotion of passion due to either being misunderstood or not being able to be related to. 100%. So he comes out on with a fiery, like he said. Mm -hmm. So I can see how that would lead you to just want to keep 
going at it mm-hmm. because now you're here in this emotion where you're so passionate but yet not understood. So Even now, as, a, as a kid, that's what it was like too. Like I was really misunderstood from my passion, but it was taken as anger. It was taken as aggression. And I was labeled as one of those types of kids that was just aggressive or angry all the time. So then obviously as a kid hearing that over and over again, I would start to act out in that. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? And then, like I said, it got to the point where I started to realize that shit and started channeling. And once I learned how to channel my emotions, it was a game changer. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I used it to my advantage because anger is just an, anger is an emotion and mm-hmm. emotions are energy. Everything's energy, right? Yeah. So once you have that currency of the energy of that anger, which is probably, I would say, the highest currency or the highest emotional currency that it you could is. have. Um, it's just free. It's free. It's free. It's free, it's free it's energy. Free it's yeah. free game. I mean, you can use it for what you want to use it for if you know how. So mm-hmm. so now, in this current state, because, you know, we just talked about the childhood and how you were being misunderstood, leads you to anger, and then people reinforce that, leads you to more acting out. Mm-hmm. But now that you've grown up and you've grown out of it to understand it a lot better, would you still consider yourself a hangry person? No. Nah, I'm the most peaceful person for the most part. Mm-hmm. With me, I feel like I'm a person. I'm either on zero or 100. Like, there's no... Not really there's no in between. between. Like, you it's might see me... always fight extremes. Exactly. You might see me, right? Like, you might... You might you saw me at the pro-am. Like, yeah. Then I might be on some chill shit. I'm chilling, you know. You see me in another setting, I'm on 10. Like, uh, I'm doing the most, like, energetic, charismatic, going everywhere, talking to people. But mm-hmm. then you might see me in the next hour, and I'm just chilling. You yeah. know what I mean? So now, have you ever wondered what it would look like to have the balance? Because if you're usually zero, mm-hmm. or you're usually 100, have you ever thought, what does 50 look like? I've seen, I, I know people who are 50. I know mm-hmm. people who walk around, and they're just, they just, you know, they just teeter that middle line. But yeah. Like, I'm not that person. I'm the type of person that goes to the club with the man them, mm-hmm. and then they want to go to the next spot. I'll go home, take a shower, meditate, stretch, go back. Say Meet, word. You I'll meditate? You yeah, I meditate. Does that actually help you with your anger? 110%. Meditation changed my life, not only with just controlling emotions, mm-hmm. but understanding where they come from, understanding where in your body they're stored if you... If you're, if you're still enough. Yeah, in your chakras and stuff. All of that stuff. And how to obviously channel your emotions. Um, it gives you that stillness and like slows life down. And like sometimes you get lost in the sauce. It kind of like recalibrates you mm-hmm. so that you can understand like, okay, this, this is what I was trying to do before this emotion happened and this um, traumatic event happened mm-hmm. and whatever the case may be that shake you from your path. You know yeah. what I mean? So the more you recenter yourself on a daily basis is the more focused, the more aligned you'll be with yourself, your higher self, with your with what you're trying to do. Whatever the case may be, you'll start remembering things you forgot because you were... That is very true. You feel me? So yeah, that shit, shit is, is like a cheat code to me. That is... See, I find it funny that you... Obviously, I don't want to make it a black people thing, but you as a black man, actually, you got to meditation because mm-hmm. a lot of people either don't see it as valuable or they just don't know how to get it, which now brings us to the question, when you start, when you started meditating, how hard was it? It wasn't hard because I didn't know I was doing it. Mm. So I feel like, well, if, if I had known what it was, I, I'm the kind of person I probably would have done it regardless, yeah. but because I'm, intuit- I'm intuitive and I'm, I, I seek bettering myself in any kind of way I can, but I didn't know I was doing it. I was just... 
I would just, I like to stretch. It's my thing. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm, that's what brings me peace. I didn't know at the time why I wanted to stretch so much, but it was because of all the emotions I was feeling or like when I was whooping and shit like that, like I would have all this tension from working out, doing this, that I would try to release. And I wanted to feel that, that ease and that peace of release. So mm-hmm. I would just be stretching and I would hold stretches for like, like unseen amount of time, amount of time, like, 10 minutes, I'd hold one stretch, 15, 20 minutes, and I would just get so deep into it that it was technically meditation, just a stretch yeah. meditation. Yes. And then I would start to experience certain things and I'm like, what the fuck? Or like, I would just, I would go through the path of what it is to meditate like that for mm-hmm. that long. And I was like, okay, this is something. I don't know what it is, but I'm doing something. And yeah. I kept doing it and kept doing it. I seen the results and I was like, yo, I'm, I'm sticking to what it. What the fuck is this? And then I learned it was meditation I was doing. I was like, okay, cool. I educated myself more on it. And then mm-hmm. now it's a tool that I use whenever I can, to be honest. But yeah, I didn't know I was doing that for real. Uh, I don't know if you know that actually does it influence your music in a way. Because if you are a person that goes from like, if you go from hanger, yeah. which is your hundred and zero, which is your piece. And now you meditate. That is your 50. I feel like my meditation is a lot less than 50 because it's, mm-hmm. it's, 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 Very it's zen. zen. It brings me back down. Yeah. But, um, what I will say is after my album called Catharsis, it was a lot of vulnerability, expression, things like that. So after that, me, I healed, I healed a lot. Like my inner child was healed mm-hmm. a lot through making that album. It's crazy. A lot of things that I didn't even realize that I was, feeling i said on the songs in catharsis so listening back to that album i was in tears wow and i was like damn like i was i I, after i made it i kind of like took in everything the rollout everything from like a a listener's perspective like i don't know myself and Mm -hmm. i listened to it and it was like you ever heard about people like healing their inner child the process that they go through process exactly usually they'll tell you that you have to like envision yourself as a kid yeah i envisioned myself as a kid and then me as the man now talking and saying what i'm saying and the things that i've said i've done the way that i felt about mm-hmm. certain things that happened in my life and i said it and i envisioned my myself as a child listening to it mm-hmm. and that's what brought me to the emotion that i felt but it healed me a lot so after that i didn't approach music the same way that i've been that i've been approaching everything in my life. Oh my God, that's good. Since, since childhood. Um, since childhood. Yeah. And that's with that, 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 that fire anger, emotion, that yeah. fire. So now it's like, I feel like the reason why I'm going through this, like, period of, I'm not making, I'm not feeling like I'm in my zone when I'm creating is because I'm trying to relearn how to create without that fire. fire. Because it's not a bad thing, but, when you have too much of anything, it's not it's, good. Yeah, duality is a thing. You always have to have balance. Balance, that, right? balance is everything. So, so. Uh, you said you, you healed. Was healing a conscious choice for you? Or did you just find yourself in a position where you're like, oh my God, I'm actually doing better with myself now. And I need to continue. Honestly, I feel like as long as you're, as long as you're, as long as you're seeking higher, mm-hmm. you're going to heal. As long as you keep going inward and you keep looking in the mirror and running yourself through filters and buffers and trying to better yourself and meditating and 
doing the work, mm-hmm. the inner work. The work is a lot of process. The shadow it is, work. It is. But once you get to the point Oof. where like you're caught up with it or like you've been doing it long enough and you start to see how much you develop as a person, how intuitive you get, how connected you get to shit, like how much you can read people, how your gifts enhance. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, it's, it's, it's like, it's like if you procrastinate on your homework or some shit, like it's going to feel like you have to do a lot of work if you haven't yeah. done it. Once you catch up, you're like, all right, cool, done. No, I'm here. But yeah. Um, what did you ask me again? I forgot. Did alien come as a conscious choice? Or okay. Was it a conscious choice. choice after you yeah. I feel like it's always a thing that okay. I'm trying to do because every day things are happening and every day you're going to have to heal. So it's, it's a, it's not like a thing you just do. It's like a lifestyle. That you live in. Yeah. It, it's it's continuous. Like, it never ends. Exactly. It's like if I'm, if I want to be healthy, I'm not going to be vegan for a week and mm-hmm. say, all right, done. No, I'm, I'm, I'm cool now. No, you have to commit to that shit until you see change and continue it so that nothing re- regresses. Mm-hmm. So that's what it is with healing. So I, I feel like since I was a kid, like I said, I would, the emotions that I had as a kid and the things that I would go through, like that was my way of outletting it through poetry, through stories, through yeah. writing. So I've just, I've always done that. And my music has not all of my music is that way, but I, people tell me that I'm at my best when I'm in that bag. No, for real. So Cause like I listened to the album, right? I even did a re-listen from like last week to now when you're in that bag. Mm-hmm. It does make the creation of what you create actually be, be very impactful in a way. I feel like for me, receiving it as a fan and as a listener, there's this part of me where it's like, oh, Toronto music is trash, right? Because everybody want to sound the same or do the same. Mm-hmm. And then I listen to your work and it's like, this man has things to say. I need to pay attention. Mm-hmm. So you're not giving me the microwavable content that just goes by. Mm-hmm. because that's why we're here today to talk about it, right? 100%. You're not giving me that content where it's just like, oh, that's a great song. Listen to it. It's like the Kendrick Lamar, even though it doesn't have a replay value, I still want to get something out of this. Mm-hmm. So I think it is good that you've gone through that phase of healing and you put it in what you're creating because now as a fan and a listener, you're taking me into this journey where I'm also trying to figure out what my own is. That's the thing that su- not surprised me, but my goal with that album, mm-hmm. one of my goals was I wanted people to feel, I wanted to say the things that people felt but couldn't express or the things that people felt mm-hmm. and didn't know that they were feeling. And now they're hearing it for the first time, like, oh shit, that's what that is. Yeah. Type shit. Or I've been through this too. This is how, I mean, like, so a lot of people would send me DMs and voice notes and like even people I know personally and don't know mm-hmm. would holler at me and say, yo, like I felt this like for real and tell me exactly what it was. I would get in my DMs like essays, essays of people telling me how they felt about the project and mm-hmm. how they felt about this specific bar and this song and how it made them da 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 and then their personal story and then we just go back and forth and talk about it and that's why, that's what made me feel like fulfilled about the album. Even, just as much as my own personal growth and healing that yeah. it gave me, that shit, like, put the cherry on top. Cause like, yo, people feel that too. That was my goal. If people didn't feel it, then I wouldn't have felt like... You did something. I did as much as I did. Because, yeah, mm-hmm. for me, it did something. But what does it do for my listeners, you know? Yeah. So that kind of made me feel accomplished in a sense, you know? No, I really like that. Because now I'm, I'm anticipating the next thing that's going to come from you. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you have to live... 
experience before mm-hmm. you get to create a game. That's what I learned too. That's what I'm learning. <laughs> That's what I'm learning right now. Cause yeah. I used to just be I'm I'm usually the person that goes into the studio, ah boom on ten people are like what the fuck this thing did this verse in mm-hmm. five minutes off top, da 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 boom like and then I realized like, okay, yeah, well when you run out of shit that you're doing, like when you've been working for so yeah. long and not living life what are you going to talk about, my exactly. nigga? Exactly. So I don't like to be redundant right now. I'm just trying to just, I'm exploring myself again. I'm trying to do more, do different things. And I'm a person, I'm always doing random shit. I'm always mm-hmm. doing some shit that you would never think I'm doing. So like, I'm trying to not only do that, but like start to share different parts of myself in my music that are, that I haven't like, like been speaking about mm-hmm. as of like before yeah. type shit. You know what I mean? So. No, I get it. Even back to the album, there's like the skit that you had there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was intentional or not. It started with like a little kid. Mm-hmm. And then I had to go back to it too. And I listened to it and I'm like, wait, go back. So it started with a little kid and then it transitioned into a bunch of traumatic events, transitioned into, I would say, maybe midlife. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, there was like a piece. Mm-hmm. Was that intentional when you did that? 100%. Or was it just like, let's put this together and make it sound something? Honestly, um, the whole making and like the like all the thing, all the sounds that you heard in there, minus like a few sounds, mm-hmm. are like like probably videos, voice notes, things that like I compiled in the past three years type shit. Oh, wow. So like phone calls that I'm like, yo, I'm going to record this. Like I would just be doing, I'm, I was just, I was just living in my art to the point where I would just say like, we're having a conversation about something and I just put it on record. And oh. I was like, yo, I, I know this is going to go somewhere. Like the catharsis was, a, was a, just a divine download of things that just mm-hmm. happened and went together. Even the, um, the skit video, yeah, the purge skit video, like the videos that are in there, like 80 to 90% of them are, like videos that, uh, that, that I took or like videos that are in my phone or like from my people type shit. Like, mm. and like, if I really sat down and broke down the whole catharsis, the purge skip through all the videos, like a positive and say, oh, this is that, this is that. When I said this, this is what I was talking about. Like it's the, sh- the shit of mm-hmm. my music type shit, you know, but there's the people who know me and the people who like I'm close with, they can see it they and they can, can appreciate it. Like, yo, like I remember this. Or like, I remember when you told me about that. I remember when this happened. Like, that's who, that's who that is. That's yeah. who this is. Like, so, um, it was very intentional in the way that I put it together. Even like the, the, um, the sounds, like I made sure it's, you could see it in your head. Like as you listen to I it, did visualize it's like a movie. Yes, so, I did. So would you say, like, no, would you say definitely it is. Intentionality is something that matters to you. Yeah. So at what point of your life did you take control of your actual life to make sure every day becomes an intentional action? I would say I was always very talented, so I didn't have to be so intentional with the things I did Mm -hmm. when I was very young because I just got pushed where I was good. Like, it's just like God was like, oh, I'm putting it right here. Exactly. Like, I'm just doing what I'm doing. I'm naturally talented. And people are like, oh, shit, put him here. Oh, shit, he's doing, he's, let's do this. Let's yeah. make him start this. Oh, boom, boom. But as I got older, it was like, all right, cool. Um, I got the opposite of that. Like, I was around people who, like, I was around a lot of people who didn't necessarily, like, my peers didn't, mm-hmm. like, 
accept that or they didn't they kind of were envious of that in some senses so me being the good-hearted kid i was um i didn't understand at the time that people can look at you and hate on you or be like yo like i know you're good at this but i'm gonna make you think otherwise type shit so my own friends and sometimes even our niggas i grew up with or whatever would like play that little game now so that was me understanding like okay cool like all right, but I have to be intentional with my shit. It doesn't matter where I'm put or what so-and-so says I'm good at. Let me be intentional of what I want and mm-hmm. go for it. So even things I wasn't good at, I, I, I'll get good at it. See what I'm saying? So So you took everything as a challenge to be better. A hundred percent. And as I did that more and as I progressed, I experienced more and more of that shit. That's why, that's why I, this is my, this is why I have this on my neck right here. This, this eight ball, this black ball, because oh. that's what it represents. I mean, like all the shit that I had to go through and I think she's tied it right here too. Mm-hmm. It's like, I've been through a lot. So a lot of the things I've been through were, or a lot of the adversity I've gone through to get to the places I've gotten to in my life. Mm-hmm. Like places I should never have gone realistically if you're looking off odds and, and like statistics. So we should not, not be here to be honest. I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have went, I shouldn't have went D1. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't be the the, the person I am today. Like there's so many things that are, that I'm going to continue to be. And I take it personal. That's why this is my brand, ATG against the green, eight ball, black ball shit. So like I'm the last, I say I'm the the last to go because in pool, the the eight ball is last to go. Yeah. I mean, they'll count you at the game. They won't try to hit you the whole game, but at the end of the game to win the game, you got hit in in the hole to win. It's the eight ball. The eight ball. So that's kind of what it represents for me. So yeah, now it's everything I do is intentional except for the way that I live sometimes because as an artist, you can't just be like, all right, cool, I'm going to go here and make a song about it. Like, you have to just let things flow to an extent so it's that balance. Like you said. Duality is a thing. Exactly. You just got to have the healthy balance of it. Exactly. Uh, From what you just said about, like, the friends and growing up, I feel like this is something every human at some point have to go through is the understanding that just because people are in your life does not mean they want the best for you. So now in that context, how did you deal with the understanding that some people here actually don't want me to win? Mm. And how did you deal with the letting go of it? Because a lot of people find it hard Mm -hmm. to be able to cut out the cancer that they know is killing them. But because of familiarity to that, they just wouldn't let it go. What was that process like when you were like, oh, I have to be intentional with myself? Because the idea of being intentional with yourself would also mean certain people cannot come anymore. Mm-hmm. How did you deal with that? Honestly, personally, I feel like I've been here before as a person. It's not my mm-hmm. first time here. So yeah. I've always been very intuitive from a kid. And that period of time was more so just me understanding that people weren't, pe- who was like me and who wasn't. Like there's people mm-hmm. who were just like, like, like I had people who were around doing the same thing we just spoke about who were just doing it because they wanted to fit in. That's it's true. cool to do this thing or like, cool, like, because I'm a nigga, for example, like in school, like I'd fuck with everybody. Yeah. Like there, I had friends that would fuck with. All right, these are the niggas who I think are cool. I'm gonna fuck with these niggas only. Mm-hmm. You're a waste. You're a waste. You're a waste. You're this. You're that. I was a person like everyone give a fuck. Like yeah. everyone can go on. Like what do you, what do you, I'm cool with you. 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 So now it's like everything I do until this day, like people support me because I've always been that person. I always show love, right? Yeah. So like I feel like some people did it out of like they wanted to be accepted mm. and I was able to see that. 
So I didn't really hold them. I didn't take them personal, but I took them for who they were. And I, I realized if you're somebody who's going to do that, I understand the kind of person you are. But there's people who, like, why would you want everyone to be the same? That, you feel me? What age did you, did you realize that? At a very young age, to be honest. Like, I couldn't give you an exact number, but mm-hmm. I was young when I realized that because I was just able to see through certain things and read people to, an, to, the, to the point where it's like, okay, I see you. Like, yeah, because right? the reason I'm asking the age, I feel like a lot of people go through life Maybe you're just one of the chosen ones then. The ability to have a good discernment, not everybody has that. That's one thing. Two, from what you just told me, is you're able to allow people exist the way they are without you having to impose on them to change or for them to show up the way you want them to show up. I didn't say that, no. Okay, so... (laughs) That's another part of growth Uh that I've I've recently uh, dealt with, especially in relationships like... Mm -hmm wanting someone to be as good as they can be or holding to, holding them to that standard. Mm-hmm. I could say now I've accepted the fact that I'm not going to try to change anybody and I'm not going to try to better somebody who doesn't want to better themselves. Yeah. If people seek better and I happen better. to know better and they come to me for better and they come to me for better, then why not? You know what I mean? But like the days of me trying to like build people or construct people or trying to change people over. Do you find that exhausting? What, Bro- brother? <laughs> the amount of people I've done that to, uh, with no like people I don't even speak to anymore. So it's like, what was the point? What was the point? I could have used that energy for, for people that I, I I actually love and care yeah. about, or myself even. So, no, I realized yeah. that with myself. I think at the age of I was twenty one, and my cousin told me that she was like, "You have a firefighter tendency. Like you will easily jump into want to save people." That's a good term. But then some people don't want to be safe because my cousin, she's like, she's trying to be a therapist. So she studied this. I was like, do elaborate more. Mm. And it's really a firefighter tendency. Like if you say a firefighter, you're programmed to always jump, jump in, in and save people, yeah. To want to save people, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Like we said, too much of something is a problem. Too much of it doesn't help you enough. 100%. Right. So what balance. I did learn there from that point was also sometimes let people destroy themselves. And not even just destroy themselves. I feel like what I've learned personally also mm-hmm. is sometimes just let people be who they are. Yeah. Whether sometimes, like, for example, there's people that I love that have certain habits or do certain things or could do certain things and are not doing it. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of, like, it pains me to watch them do that or not do it, to live that way. And there's every, it, takes, it takes everything in me to not say something or try to help them or try to impose and, mm-hmm. or, like, save them, quote-unquote. But now I've I found a piece of allowing them to be themselves. That's true. At the end of the day, we all have the same twenty four hours. We all have mm-hmm. the same, um, like we you could if you wanted to. I also believe, and I also know that certain people are chosen, certain people are gifted, certain people have been here before, certain people have gifts that they've tapped into and are more in tune. Yeah, cool. Like, but if you seek then you know you can get you, you can receive but if not then you have to be able to like appreciate or accept that people want to that's what they want yeah you know what i mean that's what you want to this is your life and that's how you want to live it who might have right. been mad at that yeah who, who might how dare i fucking impose Ooh, on you on, on your shit learn that one what might to stop you from existing how you want to choose to exist right, if so i want to be better i'm doing better i'm but, putting myself in position but to the be thing better. about it is it's because people like you and i want people to be 
Like when you, it's like, it's like if I've gone through this tunnel and I've mm-hmm. seen what's on the other side. I don't want you to feel I don't bad. want you to not experience. Yeah. I want you to feel what I feel. Uh-huh. Right. And it's selfish, but it's, it's a, it's a good selfish, but yeah. it's like, if you don't want to, and, and you, and me explaining and describing what I see is not enough for you to come through this tunnel for yourself and, and be here with me so we can maximize yeah. our experience as human beings together. Then it's like, what are we doing? All right, cool. Then that's fine. That's all you. That's up to you. I have this thing. I tell people that's a you problem. Mm-hmm. That sounds a lot like a you problem. But then again, I had this conversation last week with somebody. If everybody was, if everybody went through that tunnel, mm-hmm. if everybody was rich, Ugh. like that's a bad example because money ain't shit. Fuck yeah. that. If everybody was looked, if everyone looked the same, acted the same, like there would be no. Like, there would be no value. Like, I like fashion. Mm-hmm. There would be no fashion for me to appreciate if everyone dressed the same. Yeah. Type shit. You feel there me? There would be no need so, for desire and growth. Exactly. And like I said, like, certain people have been here before, certain people haven't. I feel like that's another thing. That that might not be their... This this experience, mm-hmm. this lifetime for them might not be their... That might not be their path. Yeah. Like, I know my path. I know I'm I'm here to enlighten. I'm here to, like to spread knowledge, to be an influence. Mm-hmm. That might not have been my 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 past life. That yeah. might be yours. This person might just be here for the first time figuring out shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, this person might be crashing out, but like their next life might be, they might come, I, you know what I mean? Like you, I, who am I to tell you, you have to come yeah. through this tunnel right now. So at this point in my life, I'm just like, yo, whoever I align with, let's rock out, you know what I mean? Yeah. Let's go. But if you don't, I fuck with you how I fuck with you and I can appreciate you for that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to scold you. I'm not going to make you feel less than. Yeah. But if you want to seek higher, you... You do seek higher. Mm-hmm. And that does impact the way you tend to start living your whole life. Exactly. Right? It gives you that peace. You don't have to be on firefighter mode all the time or oh, yeah. you can turn it on when you need to. No, I really like that because now, like I keep saying, it makes the album make sense to me now, right? Because mm-hmm. there's some things like this you put on the album that I'm listening to. I was like, oh, what? This guy's the word that. And how did what that happened now that you're saying it? It's like, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And also, it makes sense that you're intentional with yourself, even at the same time finding the balance to not be too type A about life. Mm-hmm. But also, something I heard on the album that I want to talk about is grief. Because I series of songs down the track is... You tend to talk about your brother that you lost. Painful, probably. Yeah. That's my favorite song. And my thing is, grief is something that you cannot quantify. And it's also something that's, in your experience, you could also say this, never ending. I I think it does end. It does? 100%. There's obviously going to be days where, like, I miss my brother, Mm -hmm. but I don't feel the same... And this is the growth I'm talking about. Like, it doesn't end when you don't do the work. Back to the work. If you do the work, mm-hmm. fuck just when, fuck just doing the work when there's work handed to you. Like, if I wanted to be, if I wanted to go to the NBA and right now with me doing no, not even a, a, a drill, mm-hmm. and get a hand of a contract and go to the NBA, how am I going to perform? going to boss out. Versus... If I was putting in the work for the past five, 10 years and then got handed a contract, how would I perform then? Yeah. It's the same concept with healing. When I experienced those deaths, my brother, my cousin, and my aunt are on the same week. 
Oh my God. It was three people. The same week? Same week. And I found out about each death as I was at a place of grieving for the other person. Oh my God. So if I hadn't done the work as a person with meditation and like taking care of my mental and like the things that I was doing Mm -hmm. like intentionally every single day to lead up to to that, to to those events, I would have been in a, a way like less stable yeah. or I probably would have crashed out, but in a way less stable um, state of mind. Mm-hmm. Right. So that, yeah, I feel like you have to do it even before the hardships come and after and continue. It's a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle and me? it does help you cope with things. So would you say you find peace in continuing life without the people you cherish enough? Or is it that you start to live a life to also, it could be both, to also honor their experiences till the day it stopped? It's a balance of both because mm-hmm. there's days where I'm like, fuck, like, like me doing this music shit, like my brother is supposed to be with me here. Like mm. that was the nigga who like, like we, I, like I started it with my big bro, you feel me? That's yeah. my twin. So it's like, he's supposed to be here. And I feel like that, like, like there's times like, I won't lie to you. Whenever I've had highs, like there's been times like in my, in my, and I've only been putting on music for like three, four years. Yeah. And I've, the things I've been able to do is amazing. But like, there's been highs I've had in moments where I've been like, damn, like I'm here. And all I can think about is this nigga should be beside me. And I would, it'll bring me to tears. You feel me? Mm -hmm. But it's not, it's just, because I miss him and I want him to be experiencing because the way that I saw it was that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like his path and the the, this, the choices he made that narrowed down the possibilities, the millions of possibilities in his life to end up in that space mm-hmm. didn't necessarily have anything to do with me. That's very you know true. I mean, so I don't mm-hmm. think it's like, it's a, I don't think I'm still in grief. grief. I think it's more from a, like I miss this thing. It's so like a nostalgic, exactly the positive nostalgic emotion. Not always positive. Like Sometimes I'm a human being, yeah. right? And shit's real. So I mean, but no, I it's really, a it's a it's a it's an everyday thing. I really do feel that because I also lost my cousin to trigger warning suicide. I personally, because I remember the day I got the f- call, I was driving. I was coming from Scarborough, I think. Mm. my brother texted me and it was like someone died in the family but he he doesn't know the cousin so he was like your uncle died so I'm just like I don't really care about no damn uncle <laughs> it's what it is yeah. then my dad called I didn't pick up then my mom called then my dad called again so I'm like oh my god what's happening picked up my dad and he was like I gotta tell you something I was like oh, okay I already knew somebody died mm-hmm but then he hit it on me and it was like, yeah, it's gone. We don't know what happened, but I just got the call that it's gone. Mm-hmm. Mind you, I'm driving. So at the time I had to compatibilize the emotion to, I got to get home. I'm on fall one. Mm-hmm. I cannot let it crash. But what I did was keep that so boxed in that I didn't actually get to feel it until three years after. Mm-hmm. Three years after doing random stuff in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I think do you I know. Was, do you know why? Yeah, that's the that's the buildup of emotions that you have and things that are stored up mm-hmm. within you. Yeah, that's what people like 
turn mild and start doing fuckery because if you haven't done the work every day, not every day, but if you haven't consistently been like like going into mm-hmm. meditation and stillness and how do I feel? Okay, cool. And allowing your brain to go through the the, the filtering process to yes. make sense of how you feel, how you felt about when that person said this to you, mm-hmm. this thing as a kid, connect the dots, boom, boom. Then everything piles up. A lot of people have like st- stimulation addiction, have weed addictions, have drug addictions, have... And so rooted from something. It's all because they're, avo- and they're in escapism. They're in yeah. avoidance. You're trying to escape from sitting the with yourself. You it. can't sit with yourself, so you have to be high to escape it. Yeah. But once you do the work, you can literally sit and have peace. Facts. You can't have peace in escapism because you're always running from something. From something, yeah. No, so that it's was like, what I did. Exactly. So I boom. sat in that kitchen. I stopped because me and him have this thing with music. He mm. bought me my first album of this rapper in Nigeria called The Green. And I was listening to a new album of, I think it was Jay, I think it was Jay-Z, 444. And you wanted to share it with him. And yeah. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, let me call him. And I was like, wait, it's gone. So like he said, I need to build up of emotion that I haven't processed. Mm-hmm. I literally just stopped everything I was doing, sat in the middle of the kitchen and I bawled out my eyes, right? And it went back to like we're saying is going back to the roots and then retracing your step back there mm-hmm. to go, okay, yes, this is why I'm sad. This is why I acted out on that day, right? Which is something I want to talk about too is <clears throat> the introspect introspective part of humanism in your sense where you can backtrace yourself mm-hmm. and then do the work back to the front. For you, how does that how does that look like? Is it a painful experience, or sometimes you yet again could be duality? Mm. Are you happy that you're doing that? Hundred percent. I don't think it's painful though. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've never really been. I can't say that. Actually, I can. I don't think I'm a person who like sadness is my first reaction to mm. things that would make somebody else sad. Like. That's true. My first reaction is like people say I have a God complex. Maybe I do. Sometimes I agree. But my first reaction is never to go under what I'm experiencing. Yeah. It's always to go over and conquer it. Yeah. So if you're bad, I'm better than that. If this thing is going on, all right, cool. You don't know. I'm sick of like what's going on. Like that's yeah. where I approach it. So like if I'm feeling something, I'm gonna come I'm gonna face it head on and I'm gonna sit there until I make sense of it or until and until it goes where it needs to go and I unpack it and do the work. I'm not I'm not the type of person that's gonna put it off. Like if me and you have beef, I'm gonna deal with it. We're gonna speak about it right now. Yeah. If you don't want to, don't know. I probably won't bring it up again. <laughs> but it's just I, gonna change. I, I, yeah. But I did the work. I was ready for exactly. it. Exactly. I'm ready for the work. Let's do it right now. And mm-hmm. I'm not gonna change like if I if we don't do that and I see you a year from now, it's the same energy. Yeah. I'm not going to sit and re- remember it and harbor it, but when I see you, it's, like it's going to kick right back in and I'm going to be like, my nigga, like, no, nah, we're not blessed because there's still something here. Mm-hmm. People who like to escape from shit and not address shit, yeah. I can't fuck with them. Like, we no, have that, to deal with this. That is really good because a lot of people are not confrontation. I think because between me and you, I think our idea of confrontation is not a fiery thing. Mm-hmm. It's more like something that has to be done so progress is made. Exactly. A lot of people see confrontation as a lot of work. And they take, and they take, they take like a defensive position. To yeah, to, to the confrontation. Or some people will be like, I just can't deal with it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to. But in your case, it's like, 
I will deal with this because mm-hmm. I need to progress outside of this. Exactly. And, and once you understand that you, every single thing that happens, you take that emotion and it's, mm-hmm. literally, it's literally stored in your body. And Why would I want to keep that shit? I want to let it out quick. Well, I don't want to keep that shit. And I'm the kind of person, like, I can't sit with, I, don't, I can, but I don't like to sit with emotions because mm-hmm. I'm a person. This is and the reason, part of the reason why I meditate so much and I'm so peaceful is because mm-hmm. I know myself. Yeah. When I, when I sit with emotions, especially negative ones, it gets dark. I'll get dark. You see what I'm saying? Man, and I both, don't, man. I don't want to get back to that person. So I try my best to keep everything on the surface and just deal with it right there and. Let's keep yeah. living bliss. And I think that's a close experience, right? Because if you've, this is my thing, just like you, I've lived a life where it has just been straight aggression because I was born and raised in Nigeria, right? In the mm. hood of the hood, the trenches of the trenches. And then I went to military school. Mm. So like everything about me is just straight violence. To mm. so illegal stuff, all of that. I've lived that life. And then I made the conscious choice to be like, wait, if I could do that and make this much out of myself, what can I do on the other side of it, mm-hmm. right? So now I'm in this part where I think you are too is I don't need to be that person to still get the positive result that I want to be and or I want to have. So it allows you to sectionalize yourself also by understanding every perspective there is. Because mm-hmm. as a, I would not want to impose that on you, but like as a guy that has experienced things in an illegal part of the life mm-hmm. and seeing people saying, Oh, those people are bad. You could be like, I don't think they're bad. One thing, one quote I heard is, you can only deal with morality with a system that is moral. Oh my God. So at that point, yes, it's like, my nigga, what are we talking about right now? Mm-hmm. That's the way that I see things overall. So that's my answer towards that. That's what I was saying. No, yeah, you can only deal with morality with a system. Like if you come to me with a, with, with a, with a machine and I'm sitting there in my fist, does that make any sense? No. Okay. Right. So, and I really... No brainer. To pick up on that too, right? Uh, how do you do it with people trying to destroy you? I want to say destroy, like criticism, right? Because mm-hmm. I've seen people tear you apart. Mm-hmm. Both on the news, on the street. Mm-hmm. They made you the root of something that I would think you were not the root of. Mm. And you know what I'm talking about, yeah, right? For sure. How did you deal with that? Honestly, like, remember how I told you back when mm-hmm. I was a kid, the shit I used to deal with? Yeah. And, and the reason why this is this? Yes. So that was just another incident of that, just on a more magnified yeah. scale. So, like, at the time when that shit went down, I didn't even know. Like what was happening? People were saying, "Yo, you're in the news, da da da, boom boom." Mm-hmm. So I kind of had to just take a step back, and I I, I didn't really address anything because I knew that I didn't directly have anything to do with it. I kind of just took a step back and allowed the dust to settle. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened to be at the time where my shit was blowing, blowing up, going up, 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 up. I mm. just I just dropped side back. I'm getting yeah. I'm getting record deals. I'm getting fucking cosigns. I'm getting all this shit. People are trying to throw bread at me and like, let's do this, that. Like, yeah. Like, but I feel like that, that thing happened. Me personally, at this point in my life, I feel like it happened because I wasn't ready. 
I wasn't ready for for what was to come with it. Because yes, it would have been lit. Ah, cool. I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I probably wouldn't be sitting here right now. Mm-hmm. I definitely wouldn't be sitting here right now. But I'm supposed to be sitting here right now because the things I learned after that, in terms of who I had around me and who didn't need to be around me, who was for me, who wasn't for me, I learned all that shit in that, space. that moment mm. when people left and weren't by my side no more when I needed them. I was like, all right, cool. So you're this is how you respond when shit gets real. You're a front runner. You're here when it's lit. And when shit gets real, you're not there. You are here when shit gets real. All right, cool. I'll keep you with me. And then it helped me learn the industry. It helped me learn the business of music because I didn't know what I was doing. I was, business of music is the most shady it's, business. Brother, it's crazy. I didn't know shit. People were trying to throw all kind of views at me. I was just like, yo, honestly, I'm just going to sit back and not say nothing until... Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of bad situations, so let me just not say nothing until I understand more. And I could say now I understand more. And I have mm-hmm. people in my corner that can educate me on things I don't understand yet, right? So yeah. I had to go through it. But at the time, um, I just, yeah. I could have took that energy that was happening around me and around in the news and in the streets. All that. I could have took all that shit and just took off same way. Yeah. But the energy that I would have attracted... Would have been bad. Would have been terrible. And for the person that I was trying to be and the 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 the, the, the weight and the direction I was trying to elevate in terms of longevity and and having a foundation that's not going to just crumble off a of hype, mm-hmm. I was like, that's not what I got to do. You feel oh, me? I see that. So I chose to take a step back from 2019 to like 2020 and or 2021 and just rebuild. And just lock in, go to work. And when I came back, it was, all right, cool. Now I can tell you, now I can resurface myself as Wade Montega, but mm-hmm. let the shit go. Let all the pieces fall where they had to fall until people realized that yeah. I was not a factor in the situation, you know? Yeah, so like two things from what you're saying that I'm getting is you were okay with the walls coming down. Yeah, I've seen it before. You were okay honest. with everything just crumbling. I can't say I was I can't say I was blessed. Like mm-hmm. I was shaking it. Like yeah. I was I was everywhere. I was in every I was in every fucking city in Ontario. Just, just going around, yeah. not trying to be anywhere in wherever. I was just running from everything. Everyone, everything. Like I didn't want nothing to do with nobody. I was just I understand like and I would say that, like he said made you who you are the intentionality about that because i feel like a lot of people in the city not just in the city just in general right mm-hmm. if you get that type of attention on you because yet again the hollywood industry will tell you any publicity is publicity mm-hmm. they will take it and run with it and not think about longevity which you did mm-hmm. i think that speaks a lot about you that people need to understand maybe if Knocking wood, I'm not hoping this happens to you ever again. If something like that comes up, because if I knew all of this, it allowed me, it would allow me to give you grace, mm-hmm. right? But I think the lack of thereof of that understanding just made everybody crucify you for what you had nothing to do with. Hundred percent, and then put you in a position like you said, you're you're itch hopping from different place just to figure things out. Mm-hmm. That's that must have been devastating too. Equally as mm-hmm. 
you navigated yourself out of it though not really because like i said i'm used to it that's why mm-hmm. this is what it is <laughs> like I, so it's sort of more i i love the adversity no you so thrive the, in chaos. i thrive in chaos i thrive against adversity against the green that's what this mm-hmm. stands for atg my grant is against the green like yeah i'm always gonna choose that route now there's been times where it's like I'm taking the stairs and someone's literally built an elevator specifically for me. And it's like, my nigga, take the fucking elevator. <laughs> and I have to learn to be like, all right, cool. I, I can do it. that. Yeah. Right. But naturally, I'm going to take the stairs. Guys. I've, always had to, I've always had to take the stairs. No, so I'm going to do that. But, that's bars. Yeah. It's not. I'm not going to say it's like the most graceful thing, but like I've done it so many times. I've just adapted to be able to handle that type of thing. Some people might not be able to. And, a lot of people are not. And a lot of people can't. A lot of people. So. And I'm happy you took, you took the elevator because that brought you here, right? Still, yeah. And that, I'm pretty sure impacted the album real heavy, mm-hmm. right? And me as an artist too. Yeah, as so. an artist, right? Evolution happened in a space where people thought it was the end. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing. Yeah. That's a really big thing, Right. Um, another thing I want to talk about with you is is love, because in the album there's a song on there where you had like the the snippet, not a snippet. You had like the sample of this girl on the voice note calling Here's you your interlude. Yeah, yeah, is your interlude. What does love look like, both growing up in adversity and now that you're at peace? What does love look like? And what does love even mean? Like when you were younger, with the aggressive version of yourself, when you decided to start healing, mm. and now. From the way that I give it, mm-hmm. I would say from a kid, I was always very loving, a very loving kid. Um, I've always been a loving person. Obviously, Adapting to my environments and things that I've been through. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you get hardened in certain senses. Yeah. But when I got to the age to understand that I was going, like, I remember reaching a point in my life where I was so calcified and hardened from being in the streets, from family shit, from whatever the case may be, that I was like, okay, I'm literally at a point of no return. <laughs> I need to do something about it if I want to keep my heart type shit. Yeah. So I had to intentionally do things like go around my nieces and nephews more or like be around kids. I started working mm-hmm. like, I started like coaching basketball just for the sake of being around the wholesomeness of children. Cause yeah. when you're around kids, you can't help but feel, feel good. Yeah. You know I mean, so I had to do shit like that to like balance myself out in a sense. And I would say now, I don't know. Love is the way that I like. How you perceive it? Exude it. I would say like, I, I I'm a nigga. I show love to everybody. Like even niggas who might hate on me or envy me or whatever the case may be or not like me for whatever reason. I'm, mm-hmm. I show them love, and it throws people off. It's like why this nigga doesn't even know me, and he sees me, and he's like, ah, you don't know. Like I, I, mm-hmm. I'll give you your flowers. Like yeah. I'm a nigga. I show love because like why not? You feel me? Like yeah. I just show love, but. Um, so would you say your version of love now comes with a lot of grace and compassion for people? Old, youngs. Yeah. It is I feel like it's always, it's always been that way. It's always be been like that. Mm-hmm. Right. And also, let's say, put in context of relationship. Mm-hmm. 
would you say you've been a lot better with the way you show up in the past and with the understanding you have now? Are those versions of you showing up different? Hmm. Different now only because I have more access and I'm grown. Mm -hmm. But I've always been a person who would show up in that sense. Like I've always been the person in relationships that I would study that person. Mm -hmm. I would study my person and like be able to give them what they need without them having to ask for it or see what they're trying to do and then fill the gaps where they might not see it Mm -hmm. before they see it so that they have that ease of transition when they're doing things. That's kind of like my love language of like how I would show up for people or just being the person that I needed in situations. And that's also my downfall, to be honest, Mm -hmm. me overextending myself to people, even in relationships, I've been that person for people who are not my shorty and Mm -hmm. got in trouble for that. Like, why are you doing X, Y, and Z for this person and that person, da, 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 da type Uh shit. Me being, me being the person just doing it because I know how it feels to be that person or my heart's too big type shit, but not understanding how it made that person feel. Mm -hmm. So balancing those types of things too. So it's still a learning process. Yeah. Would you also say your childhood kind of impact that? The lack of not having it when you were younger Mm -hmm. and now you're grown, you find yourself trying to give it a lot just because you understand what it feels like of not having it. 100%. 110%. I feel like a lot of people... I feel like all of us, Mm -hmm. the things that we, if you want to learn somebody, look at how they treat you. If somebody, for example, um, for example, in a relationship, if you're in a relationship with somebody and you want them to be more conscious and aware of something that you may need Mm -hmm. or you may do, you're most likely, if you're not going to directly tell them, do that thing for or to them oh. so they can experience it and be like okay cool now back. we usually act in that way and do the things that we want mm-hmm. and i mean it's not always like so there's people who might be gift givers that's their love language they might buy you gifts because they want you to buy them gifts not necessarily because yeah. that's their thing yeah right so i feel like that's what i was doing or what i sometimes do is i show up for people or i save people the firefighter thing you're talking yeah. about because i never had that I was on my own when I was 16. I was in another country. I didn't have somebody to, I never had that person to be like, yo, worst comes to worst, I got you. Or you can call me for this. It was just me. So when I see people in that situation, I'm quick to jump sometimes Mm. more than I should. Or yeah. So you've you've built up this tendency of being in a number one position Mm -hmm. where you could See feeling like the entire floor. feeling like you're everyone's go-to yes. person and you, and it's true like yeah. i've been everyone's go-to person but like i had to realize like if this nigga calls me off i need a thousand dollars because yo i'm gonna <laughs> uh boom, boom, this is happening mm-hmm. if i just wait 20 minutes and then call you back oh don't worry fam it's good yeah and you don't need me no more yeah but if i'm to answer that i'm thinking fuck he needs me okay i gotta get and run he to go do it Christy. right very sticky. and then more times when i am that person who runs and does that thing now when it's time to Reverse, reverse the roles there's no urgency and that's where I, conflict comes I was comes. really about to ask you that do you I've find yourself all, in a position now that you're the one everybody run to people don't tend to pay attention to you they don't because they feel like you're the go-to person for so everybody you, got it. you have the god complex you're the person that i come to for the x y and z mm-hmm. 
So you're good. You, you must you must know it all, have it all type shit, right? And people will just neglect you and just not worry about you type That's shit. very kind of painful. A hundred percent. Because there's been times where I've been at, like, I've been shaking it and I can't call anybody. And then after, Oof. when I, when I'm in that position, I, re- I was recently in that position after my album, <laughs> shaking it and trying to figure shit out. And I just needed space to just be, even right now, I'm still in that kind of isolated space where I'm not mm-hmm. too outside, too talking to everybody. And people take it personal. People that usually have access yeah, to me, you can just call me forever. They're entitled to my energy. And it's like, yo, when I'm like, nah, I'm not it's answering the phone. It's a problem. It's a problem. So now so, that brings us to another thing, communication of whatever state of life you're in. Mm. Are you, because something I've experienced too like that, but now I think I find myself in a position where I'm easy, it's easy for me to communicate, articulate and express it, both in the full aspect of effective communication with vulnerability and the context of whatever the situation is. It's like, I am currently in this position, mm-hmm. which is why, I can't do this and I can't do that, which makes me feel this and feel that. So if you're not seeing me showing up as that, don't take your person. Do you find yourself also giving that effective communication or no. there's no effective communication yet? Because I just resort to this. Uh, oh, well, I'm shaking it and so are you, but I know <laughs> what I can do. So yeah. you take it, I'll figure it out. Oh, type shit. And then I'm here figuring it out. And then they're just like, oh, yeah, cool. But you don't know that might have been my last. Mm-hmm. You don't know that was, I was at rock bottom too. I probably was worse than you. I'm just better at handling. And mm-hmm. I, I know that I can get it back or I know what I got to do to get back to where I was. But you might be, I might say yes to you and I have to say no to my little sister now. Type shit. Yeah. You feel me? It's so tough. I feel like that communication and that that keeping it real with yourself and being able to say no mm-hmm. to people if you're that kind of person is very, very, very fucking necessary. Do you think that would be helpful for you if you start doing it? 110%. And I've already been doing it since 2023 and I've lost so many people in my life because I've exactly. said no or because I've put up boundaries. <laughs> uh-huh. And I've lost Ooh, people that... Boundaries. And I've lost people that I felt Should were like it. for lifers type mm-hmm. shit. But it's like, fuck my nigga. Like, it is what it is. It is what it is. I mean? And that's the thing about boundaries is, I realize when you give people boundaries, the very first thing anybody will tell you to that boundaries is they'll validate it. Mm. They'll be like, oh yeah, I get it. Until it's their turn to hit the boundary wall. And and then then they jump over that hope. Like, you didn't just set that. Mm -hmm. And that's very sticky. So that's also the thing I see about effective communication. It goes both ways in the terms of, giving and receiving because you know how people be like oh communication is the key and it's like there's also comprehension there's understanding and there's the ability to let people just be so i can communicate to you but if you don't understand it then what's the point what's the point you don't have perspective to run that through that buffer of what Mm -hmm. i'm saying and it's like how much do you really understand what i'm saying to you yeah so it's a i don't know what to say to it because i think that's what you're going through now Mm -hmm. is giving people effective communication and to receive it in the most personal way possible. possible. And then they either victimize themselves in that conversation and make you the problem when it's, you're really trying to let them know there's a state of life that I'm in right now that is affecting the way I show up both for you and for myself. Exactly. And I also need that grace back now. 100%. It's like, oh, so you mean you can't call me? But one thing I would say about the whole taking it personal thing mm-hmm. is that like me, even me personally, it took me a long time to get to the point where I didn't take people personal. Mm-hmm. Like 
I've I've dealt with so like people come to me like, oh like this happened or so so she cheated on me and ah boom 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 and it's like I feel you, but like don't take and I tell them, don't take it personal or this happened, ah, don't take it personal. And they don't understand what I'm saying. But it's like if that's who if that's who you are and that's what your choice is. I'm not going to take your decisions with me. Yes, I can feel a way about it, but only to an extent. Because yeah. if I take it personal, you were doing this thing because of me. No, you're not doing it because of the person. They're most likely doing it because that's who they are. Yeah, and until they work on themselves, it's your choice. Yeah. If you choose not to fuck with that person based off of their choice, keep to it. Done, no. But yeah. don't take it personal and take what they did with you and wear it on your head like, oh, this yeah. person did this to me and ah, oh, now oh, you're going to change your whole life thing. and live your life with it and now you're just taking someone else's. They're still going to go be that person until they work on themselves. Regardless, so why are you going to go take that with you? Be who you are. To pick it up on that, I have this saying that I tell people a lot. I say 90% of what people say or do is just a projection of themselves and it has absolutely nothing to do with you. The sooner you tend to understand that, it makes receiving and progressing easy. I think though, and that's very true, mm-hmm. but I feel like there's different types of people. There's people who are constantly going around and spewing their projections of themselves off of other people, mm-hmm. waiting for the bounce back of that person's um, projection yeah. to then find that middle ground with that person. Mm-hmm. And then there's people who walk around and just receive. Like I'm a person, I'll be in the, in the cut and I'm, for the most part, like if I go into a space and I don't know, I'll, or pe- people are around, I'll just pay the cut and just chill. Yeah. I'll allow people to be who they are, I'll observe, I'll, let, I'll interact, whatever, but I'm not going to be the person giving out that projection or that energy. I'm yeah. going to allow you to give it to me and meet you where you are mm-hmm. type shit. So, but the people who, I feel like people who are a little bit less aware. Very less aware. I mean, with the projections and shit. Because you're, you're not able to realize that you feel this way or this is happening because of you, not mm-hmm. even me. Not even me. Mm. Right? No, I. that's a 100% thing because both the person that's given the projection and the person that cannot let it go are equally less aware of whatever action is being taken place to for the giver to be like, oh, I'm only doing this because of this and that and that and that. Mm. And for the receiver to be like, I think they're doing this because of that and that and it has nothing to do with me. So now whatever emotion I'm operating from this interaction, I wouldn't take it with me because it's not mine. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of people don't know how to do that. And it comes down to discernment again. And like we always say, the shadow work. Exactly. If you do that work. Then you'll have a clear slate to where when you feel something, mm-hmm. you can feel it authentically for what it is as opposed to you said this one word to me and it triggers me because this happened and before and that happened before with that same situation. That's why it's a trigger. Yeah. If you don't have triggers and you've cleared that slate and done the work, then I'm going to interact with you and take everything what you say and do to me for exactly what, what it, it is. is. Not mixed with other emotions from before and yeah. because I'm an escapist and I'm, I'm running from the shit and I've forgotten to put it away. I, I can't even connect, connect the dots to say this is why. Yes. Type shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, that's so. amazing. And yeah, let us bring all of this back to the creation you create because mm. what you just what you just give all of us now it's like a very big blueprint that makes sense to what you create because now i can see the vulnerability that you've lent over time is what the album was which mm. i think the meaning of the catharsis means a rebirth no yeah catharsis is not it's like catharsis. a it's more so like a 
an an expression or outlet of suppressed yeah. like emotions. And that's been years in the making, mm-hmm. right? Like three. And with everything you just said now, it kind of just makes sense how that went. Because zero, we started with year zero, there's 100. Mm. And as we keep progressing in this conversation, I don't know if you're saying it for yourself is, because the first thing you said is, I'm either zero or 100. Mm. But have you seen with everything you said that you actually know how to balance your zero and 100? You're actually not the fire extremes as much as you think you are. Mm. I mean, for the most part, yeah. You can see that, right? I mean, I feel like, like I, I've given scenarios of both, like mm-hmm. of me on a hundred, me on zero. Well, maybe not a hundred, but me personally, per, I feel like the 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 middle ground that you're talking about is that that middle ground you're figuring it out. Yeah, that's or what like, it is. Yeah, right. Because yeah. I also have the saying: it's never black or white; it's black and white and all the colors in between between. Mm -hmm. right so i feel like if there's one thing you should take from this is you're no longer black or white than you think you are you're now experiencing all the colors in between which is now affecting everything you're doing like your creation is not the same Mm -hmm. like you cannot take that project that you drop put it in competition with anyone in the city and it would not just stand out that is the colors in between if that is making sense to you. And the fact that you could put yourself in a position to grow, challenge yourself all the time. Because if you're either or, if you're either zero or 100, you don't need to find a way to get things done. You would just go either zero or 100. Mm-hmm. But from your experience, don't you find yourself going, I'm figuring this thing out. 100%. Right? So you're all the colors in between black and white. For sure. And a lot of time too, it's just, when you're when you're when you're aligned mm-hmm. and you just allow yourself to do the work within yourself and let the universe guide you where you need to be and relinquish to it, that's like the other side of mm-hmm. not just forcing and working hard, but allowing that to happen too. So yeah. Yeah. And one thing I would like to ask you last would be what are the things you're personally working on now? So like maybe me and you will link up back again, let's say in the next two years. Mm-hmm. You're a bigger artist, obviously at the time. What are the things you want to work on within yourself to be better at as a person, as an artist mm-hmm. that would affect the way you create and the way you live life? So in two, three years from now, you can say this is a tangible growth. The main thing I would say at this moment is I want to properly display myself hmm. as a person, as an artist, because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a very versatile person. I'm a paradox. Yeah. My brand is paradox because I'm a paradox. Like if you look at me on paper and compare me to the normal society, I make no sense because I'm, I do this, that I'm this, that like, mm-hmm. you can't put me in a box. You can't put a title on me because that's what I am. So I want to do a better job of being my full self and allowing my listeners and, and, and supporters to like understand me for who I am. Hmm. I feel like when, when, once I do that properly, then I will develop the following that I, that you want, that I want and be able to do the things that I want to do type of shit. You and know? that's the, that's the most authentic thing I think you've said today too. Right. And that, if you don't know, has a whole lot of vulnerability in it. The ability to show people the real 
you. Not even the real, but the whole. The whole. Because I, I'm always going to be myself. You don't even know how they're going to accept it too, right? One thing about me, before you continue, is I don't give a fuck about what no one thinks about mm-hmm. me. So I'm always going to be myself. It's just the more you have to you, it's the harder to put everything into a package yeah. and show this, this, and that. You know what I mean? So like you said on the album, it's versatile. It's Fair not much. as versatile as I can get, but it's like enough versatility to where it's like, you can see, like if you yeah. look at my discography, there's everything. There's everything. I hear it all the time that I'm versatile. I put out like, you know what I mean? But it's just, as long as I'm always going to be myself. So it's True. never going to feel like Wade Montega is doing all these different things that make no, like it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's me. And if you understand and you know me as the person, it makes perfect sense. It would sense. make sense, yeah. right? I'm looking forward to this. Like, I still want to get into a lot, mm-hmm. but time is 100%. time is going out. So hopefully we can sit down again sometimes in the nearest future with more development of life, career, and we'll talk about more because I really want to know more. But for now, I think we've known a lot about you. Like, 100%. you make sense now <laughs> to me. And I hopefully to everybody, like, you make sense now. And it's making me anticipate we no. get to know you now right yeah. and knowing you makes me um it makes me want to keep up because now i'm excited to see whatever you're going to drop next mm. knowing that not only this is what your life look like and this is why your your creation it is what it is i'm excited to see what the next impactful thing that you would experience in this like you say in this space you're growing Mm. I want to see where that would lead to. Shit, I want to see too. Right? So I'm kind of excited. And I, I'm going to stay tuned. And like I said, hopefully we can sit down again and talk about this. 100%. Thank you for coming. Thank you for talking. Thank you for being involved. I appreciate you having me. I got you. Shit just comes up. Listen, uh, yo, never had no one to talk to When shit get real, I'm dolo in the field Be round my square niggas and they glamorize the field Be cool with my demons and all they talk about is drills And drugs, and pills, <laughs> shit is crazy I be saving everyone but don't nobody save me They just wanna take and never give to me So I've been distant lately uh, I'm an ad baby, yeah the ad made me but the F crazy Sometimes I don't want to be so bad, get mad wavy Too many of my niggas die, I ain't smile lately Devil try and take me I meditate to keep saying on them days when it's dark clouds